Hey, John for FatSexBlog.com here. Today I'm going to present on why I leave money on the table every single day with my online publishing and blogging business. Nine, re nine ways I do so, I explain why. But before I do that, I don't leave money on the table with Zoic. I do not leave money on the table with my display ad revenue. I'm maniacal about squeezing every nickel out of display ad revenue that I can without super annoying my visitors. And Ezoic helps me do this because they split test ads everywhere. And if you want to squeeze out every nickel from your display ad revenue, check out Ezoic. Now, uh, this whole presentation came to me as I was thinking about the idea behind, well, just because you can make money doing something doesn't mean you should. And I'm not talking about robbing banks. I'm talking about being able to make money legitimately, but choosing not to. And the fact is, I actually choose to leave money on the table every day, and most good businesses do. And the, re the principal reason behind that is there is only so much time resources and energy that can be devoted and I want to deploy them in the way that is going to yield the best long-term results for my business and a lot of times that means especially in the short term leaving money on the table so I'm going to step you through uh, several of examples of exactly how I do leave money on the table and the first one is is I don't always drop in affiliate links when I link to merchants and I'm not talking about I mention a merchant and I just don't put any link at all I'm talking about I will actually link to a merchant or I should say a writer links to a merchant. They never put in the affiliate link. I get the article back. There's a link to the merchant. Uh, there are a lot of instances, even including fat sex, where I will not actually go in and insert, change that link to an affiliate link. And the reason is this, is it takes, yes, 20 seconds. And some of you might be thinking to yourself, well, that, that's just crazy. 20 seconds to put an affiliate link. Well, why wouldn't you do that? And yeah, it's a good argument, but here's the reason. Okay. It takes a little bit of energy and takes a little bit of time. And at the end of the day, I have a generally a pretty good sense if I know if the links are going to work on a particular article or not. Most of my content's info focus. It's informational. It's not promotional. You can put all the affiliate links on that type of content that I want. And even if people click it, they're not there, especially if they came via search, but they're not there to potentially buy anything, or at least not in the short term. They're just getting informed, maybe entertained. And so those affiliate links are going to perform well. So you know, that at the end of the day, if I could save myself 20, 30 seconds or a minute or whatever from having to go dig through some affiliate network, get the, get the custom link built to the product and so forth, I could skip all that because I know it's not going to be a lucrative affiliate link, then so be it. And it's a good decision. And yes, while it may not be lucrative, I'm sure over all the affiliate links I haven't dropped in, I have left money on the table over the years and I don't regret it. Okay, the next way is I display fewer ads than I could. Okay, so here's the interesting evolution of display ads. A number of years ago, if you were with AdSense, you could only put three AdSense ads on your page. Seems crazy now, doesn't it? But back then, that was the way it was. And if you got in with an ad network like Ezoic, you could put five, five whole ads on an entire page. And, well, content got longer, and for I don't, I don't know powers of be how they came to decide this, but they dropped that requirement and it was open season. You can put as many ads as you want. Following the principle of do not have ads take up more space or screen real estate than your content. So it's a pretty loose guideline, but I think generally people know, and especially ad networks, if they're helping you with your ads, they're going to know whether you do have too many ads. 
But here's the thing, just because I can put that many ads, literally, because I just because I can put ads that take up 50% of the screen, doesn't mean I'm going to do that. There is a huge diminishing return at some point, right? There's some point where you you could put more ads and it's just not going to make a difference. And in fact, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. People are going to come to your site and they just be like, this is nuts. This, this, <laughs> I've, we've all been to those sites, right? Especially the ones when you click a, a sponsored link on CNN or something, you go there and you're just, you, I, I just, I am in awe. I, I go to these sites almost more to see what kind of crazy ad formation I'm going to find out, right? It's just plastered with blinking and pop up and everything, right? So I don't want to do that, okay? I'm all about making money with display ads and I'm fairly aggressive. I'm not, I'm not saying you can't be aggressive, but that many, not going to do it. I don't do pre-stitials either though. You know, the big ones that block the whole screen before you can get to your site, before they can get to your site. I don't like those either. So at the end of the day, visitors are people and I, I do want people to return. So I, I, there's a diminishing return. I don't put as many on as I could. Number three, I actually send non-promotional emails. Now, as a marketer, this pertains mostly to fat sacks. As a marketer, this definitely goes against the ABC of marketing, which is always be closing. All right. Now, the way I look at it, first off, and most importantly, I write emails because I get an idea. Actually, this whole presentation is based off an email that I sent. That was an idea that just came to me today, in fact. And I put it together, and I enjoyed writing it, and I sent it, and hopefully a few people like it. So that's it. I don't have anything to promote. I don't have any affiliate links in there. I don't have, that's it. I just sent it and I think it builds up goodwill. I think people enjoy a non-promotional email here and there. And so I do it. Number four, I don't publish spammy reviews. Okay. Reviews can be very, very, very lucrative. I've made a good amount of affiliate commissions from product reviews over the years. And I have some niche sites with very, very good site authority. And I could leverage that authority to rank spammy, lousy reviews. What's a spammy review? It's a review of something you've never used or tried. That's my definition of it. I don't know what yours is. But how can you really review something if you actually haven't used it? All right. So that's that's my view. But I don't do those. I don't review something if I if I haven't used it. Now, that's not to say I don't publish reviews. I publish. I don't want to say a lot, but I do publish them. And I publish reviews of products that I like and that I use that fit with the niche site. I publish reviews on my niche sites. I publish reviews on fat sacks and it's all stuff that I, I use. And I typically like I don't I don't really want to go and publish reviews of stuff I don't like and give them a bad review. It's not really my thing. I'm not allowed to do that, so I stick to stuff I like. Number five, I gave up, and basically, well, I sa I saved the database, but I gave up a huge email newsletter for a niche site, built it up, and tens of thousands of email subscribers. I was sending out these email newsletters uh, frequently, and this thing, I don't know how many lost hours I had put in it. I, I tried to monetize it and make it worth its while. I don't know how many different ways and times and it just didn't work and here's the deal there are some niches where an email newsletter is just not going to pay yeah i sent some visitors back to the site yeah i even had some ads in the newsletter for newsletter display ads and it made some money and yes i even made the odd affiliate commission here and there but when i add it all up and the amount of time i put into this thing and the resources and all of that and the cost of the software needed to run the whole operation and paying people to help with it the whole thing 
yeah, it made a few bucks, but it just wasn't worth it. It just it, it was a, a distraction from much, much more lucrative work and tasks that I could do. So I ditched it. But I did export it and keep the email addresses. You always want to don't want to just delete them all. Number six, I don't sell links. Now, I'm not unique in this. I think most publishers these days don't. I mean, at the end of the day, selling links is super risky, right? You might get a, you might get 50 bucks, you might get 100, maybe you get 300 bucks. But you know what? I mean, Google finds out you're selling links, you're dead. They're going to they're going to toast your site and search search engines. They they Google loads this, so it's manipulating search results. Google does not like it. It's pretty easy to discover if you use Gmail. Can't help but think Google owns Gmail. I don't know. You come to your own conclusion there. I'm not going to make any uh, insinuations or assume anything there, but put one on one together. So I don't do it. I don't sell links, but it is it, it is very very tempting because I mean the amount of money you could potentially make is ridiculous. And I, I big 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 sites have made probably hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars selling links, but the risk just simply isn't worth it. Number seven, I don't sell sponsored posts. Now, I've had not really good success or experiences selling sponsored posts. What's a sponsored post? It's a brand gives you an article. It's fairly promotional of whatever it is they're promoting their brand or product. You post it on your site and you link to them and whatever other arrangements you have. You And, you know, you're supposed to mark these as sponsored. and You're supposed to put the uh, sponsored attribution with the link and all that. And that's all good. And these are totally legit. And Google's fine with it as long as you do the proper disclaimers in the link attribution. These are a major pain. And I have sold a few of them. And it is just nothing but a pile of work. Now, granted, I didn't sell them for... Some people seem to sell these for like five or ten or $20,000. If people are willing to pay me that... I'll do is I'll answer as many questions as I want, but I, I get under a thousand bucks a few times I did this, and it was just a hassle. I mean, people, do you sell sponsored links or sponsored posts? Yes, I do. How much? Okay, I'd sell them a whole laundry list of questions I would anticipate. They come back, oh, thanks. And then they would have another, um, like, seriously, like 10, 12, 15 questions about, well, so I would answer that. And then they'd come back, oh, yeah, clarification, more questions. I mean, I, I checked one of these email threads that I did. I sold a sponsor post for 800 bucks. 800 bucks sounds like a lot of money. This, this thread was ridiculous and it just wasn't worth it. And then, so another time I, I decided right then and there, that's it. Okay. I, I, I committed to it. I did it. I did the post for them. That was the end. I, I decided I'm not doing it. Then I had somebody contact me. They're like, we'll pay you for a sponsored post. We'll pay, uh, I think it was like 1000 bucks or 1500 bucks or something for a sponsored post. We've got the article. We're ready to go. I'm like, oh, wow, this this is cool. This would be like super easy. You're give me the article, send the money, and I'm done. Okay, I can work with that. As soon as I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, here's how you pay me, and just send me the article, and I'll get it published. And no sooner did I do that, then came the dozens of questions. And I just... That was it. I couldn't do it again. I said, well, it's no longer available, but thanks for your interest. So I don't sell sponsored posts. I could, and I could make some extra money, but it is a lot of hustle work. Now, I am not in this business to do hustle work. I could do a lot of other jobs or start other dips of businesses if I want to do hustle work. What's hustle work? It's meetings, it's clients, it's customers, it's emails, it's telephone calls, it's all of these things I really don't want to do. And I don't want a business that whose revenue is tied to that. And so this whole sponsored posting for me is hustle work. I'm not interested. 
And that also explains number eight in that I don't sell services. It's hustle work. It's telephone calls, meetings, emails, customer service. Not for me. That's This is why I do what I do. That's why I publish niche sites and blogs. It's I'm left to my own devices. I can pretty much kind of control more or less what I'm doing on my own, and I like it that way. Number nine. This is a tough one. All right. I don't translate all my content into multiple languages and, and people have written about it. Some Neil Patel has written some really good stuff about this because he does it and it's very compelling. And, and, I, and I, on a lot of levels, I think this is a very, very good way to do it. I'm almost persuaded to actually do it. It seems to me a huge task. Uh, he, he writes really good stuff about this and he does it and I haven't and I'm not going to do it for many sites, at least not now. And it just seems like a really big job. I've got millions of words of content. It's all there. It just needs to be translated. And I suspect I would get a ton of traffic, especially, I mean, obviously, depending on which languages I chose. But there, there, there's got to be at least five different languages I could translate into that would be, uh, you know, lots and lots of traffic. But the biggest problem, especially when my sites are, are display ad monetized, is that the ad revenue per thousand visitors is far, far lower than, than English um, text and content. So, that's a problem. I'm going to invest quite a bit of money into this and I'm not really sure that it's going to be worth it. Now, you know, a, a guy like Neil, he's monetized entirely different than, than what I am with display ads and probably earns far, far more per thousand visitors than I do. So it's worth it for him to invest in good translators and a lot. The other problem that I have with it is I'm not really sure how I would go about it. I'm, I, I really don't think if I hired somebody in each language to basically rewrite all of the the content, I just don't really see how that's going to pay. That's going to be very expensive. These people, because they know two languages or more, they command pretty good rates, and rightly so. And I just don't think that would pay for it for a ad-supported site. I'm not, I'm not sure. And then, of course, there's the software angle, right? I've had people mention to me, well, there's you know this type of software, and that can do it. And I'm just reluctant because I don't speak the language, and I'm going to have all this content up there. I mean, is this content like even make sense? Is is it good? Is it is it can people read it and understand it? I mean, I would have no idea. Then I'd have to hire somebody to tell me, oh, did the, did the computer translate it properly or what? So it's just for me, it's just like this big minefield that right now is a big distraction. So I'm not going to do it. I got, I got other things that I can do that I think are a much better use of my time and energy and money. So that's where I'm at. But I don't completely discredit this. I think there's a lot of merit to, to translating content into multiple languages. It's just for me at this time, just not probably the best thing I could do. So... There's a trend with all of this, all right? Basically, it's this. Anything that veers from my main business model, I'm not going to pursue it, even if it means leaving money on the table. And I think it's a smart play. And I think most most businesses need to do this. Most successful business at some point is going to have to turn away work. You're going to turn away business. You're going to have to say no to some revenue stream. And I think it can be a very good decision. Because for me, my game plan is publishing as much great content as I can. That's it. And, and my primary monetization strategy is display ads. And that's what I got to focus on. Publish great content, as much of it as fast as possible, and let the ads do their thing. I have fallen far too often for the lure of easy money, going down, distraction, and rabbit holes. And it just doesn't pan out in the long run. So I guess it's my game plan. And so whatever your game plan is... Stick to it. Thanks for listening.